I sat in the window seat as we drove through the lower ninth ward of New Orleans. The car bumped along the uneven streets, passing lot after lot of abandoned homes with overgrown yards and, or concrete slabs where homes once stood. We stopped and walked atop the, new, uh, the newly built levees where in 2005 water poured in, submerging homes to their roofs, leaving people to wait for rescue or worse. We worked with the St. Bernard Project and were assigned to the home of Teresa Ross. Miss Ross was a school bus driver, a mom, and the nicest lady you'd ever meet. She greeted us with, smi- with a smile and hugs. From that point forward, I knew the project was going to be special because the little we were giving meant the world to her. Seven years after evacuating her home, Miss Ross still was unable to truly return home to the place where she spent the nights with her children and in, in the comfort of a place where she called in, in the comfort of the place where she called home. Miss Ross, Ross went through a lot. She was a victim of contractor fraud and at one point lived inside of her damaged home with rats to protect what was left from thievery. I think we all asked ourselves that first day how someone who had gone through so much could continue to smile every morning and trust that the day would bring good fortune. That day I realized there is no need to complain about the things I don't have or the tiny things that go wrong during my day. Because while I'm complaining about things that don't really matter, there are people like Miss Ross who are really get, who are who are getting through life and not complaining that they don't have a roof over their own heads. Um, hi, my name is Trevor Gibson. Uh, I'm a senior at Blair High School. Um, and as a kid growing up, I was never really part of the community uh, as, like Wes. Um, I never thought I'd be able to experience something like going to New Orleans. Um, I was baptized Catholic, but I never really followed through with the whole going to church every Sunday kind of thing. Um, in ninth grade, I attended St. John's College High School, which is a Catholic institution. Um, it was definitely a change for me uh, after attending public school for the entirety of my school years previously. Um, I liked the change. It was something new. But after attending St. John's for a year, I realized that Catholic school just wasn't for me. Um, I never really found myself to be a part of the religious community there. So I transferred to Blair High School, where all my friends went um, and looking back on it now, I think that was the best move. Um, and at Blair, I found my place among 3,000 kids. I know it's kind of hard to believe. Um, but I still wasn't part of a community uh, where I could work together with people my own age um, and go on service trips, talk about current issues, etc., etc., until I found the Washington Ethical, Ethical Society teen group. Um, backing up a bit, my whole life I've lived across the street from the Taft Morales family. Um, <laughs> A family who is a huge part of West, as you all know. Um, I became best friends with their son, Justin, uh, who from an early age participated in events here at West. Um, and one evening, I was, you know, I, I have dinner a lot over there. And, um, <laughs> I'm sure I was having dinner again, and um, they invited me to come to West for the uh, Winterfest. And that was the first time I had ever been here, I believe. Well, I don't, I'm sure I'd come across the place before, but... Uh, and it was the first time I uh, really opened my eyes up to um, what the community was like here, um, which was that everyone cared about each other. And um, I don't know, that night I was, I was probably, what, 10? There was fun games going on, so, you know, of course I would have enjoyed it. Um, anyways, and then a couple of years after that, I joined the teen group um, with a bunch of my other friends, and I met tons of new people. Um, and being part of teen group was a whole new experience for me. 
It was a place where I could come every week and participate in fun activities, meet new teens my age, um, cook copious amounts of waffles, and so much more. Um, nowhere before had I, uh, could I go to a place and have a meeting with someone and brainstorm ideas for lowering the teen homelessness rate in D.C., or go rock climbing for a whole Sunday afternoon. Um, and it was things like the Yes Conference, um, our trips to New Orleans, uh, going to Luther Place to serve homeless women dinner, um, which really helped me find a solid place in the community here at West. Um, and I don't know, I, I, it's hard to believe, but a lot of kids that I go to school with and that I know aren't part of something like this where they can go volunteer to homeless shelter and they can rebuild homes. They can go to a conference with other kids from around the country and discuss things and form a bond over only two days of, you know, ever knowing someone. Uh, it's kind of special. And um, I guess I could go on forever, but uh, to make it short and sweet, the teen group here has offered me a place to grow and participate and it has taught me about ethical humanism and I truly believe it has made me a better person and a person um, who has a broader and more thoughtful outlook on the world. So thank you. Um, I just wanted to take a second to thank uh, Kaylin and Claire for doing such a good job being a leader for a day, and Trevor for uh, going first. So. <laughs> um, hello, my name is Aaron Wexstein. I'm a senior at Blair High School, graduating in a couple weeks. Um, since today is Mother's Day, I thought I'd uh, make this into a kind of mom-themed speech, especially since she's the one who's given me uh, the opportunity to go to West and got me to join in the first place. Being a senior is like being stuck in limbo. You've gotten into college or applied for your dream job. You're top dog at school. You feel, in a sense, like you've made it. And when you get that 8.5 by 11 envelope in the mail with the logo on the front, you start to actually believe you're in college. You feel like you're ready to start living on your own, making your own dinners, and buying your own clothes. And it's just a great feeling until you're pushed back into reality by that kiss on the cheek from your mom. <laughs> I really should be thanking my mom, however, as she's the one who got me to start going to West. I say going as though I was willingly coming at first. <laughs> but it was a bit more like resisting arrest when I first started. <laughs> so my mom came into my room at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and said what every 13-year-old dreads. Get dressed, you have class. <laughs> Bad enough, right? It got worse. We pulled up to West and walked into the library where the so-called class was being held. It turned out to be not only class, but sex ed class. <laughs> so, at the demand of my mother, I went to the Our, Our Whole Lives class every Sunday morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Our Whole Lives or OWL is a family life and sex ed co uh, course that covers stuff beyond what um, students learn through their high school. So um, it actually turned out, as it often does, that doing OWL and sticking with West was probably the best decision I've ever made, mostly because of two main things. The people I've met there and West's influence on what kind of person I want to be. I guess I'll start off by talking a little bit about the friends I've made. I actually met my girlfriend uh, through the OWL program at, on one of West's famed ropes corresponding trips. Um, and we've been together ever since. Which... <laughs> I, guess it's, I guess it's a little ironic. Um, some of the other friends I've made through Wes have really been great as well, and I've definitely made some old friendships stronger too. Having people that share your passion for giving back to the community and for service is really a great outlet for me. 
Besides the amazing people I've met over the years at West, it's also given me at least somewhat of an idea of what I want to do later in life, especially when I join teen group in 10th grade. One thing I've noticed about West and its programs is that it does an extremely good job of motivating people. Every day I walk through the doors, I learn something new, whether it's about racism in society or learning how to knit. And when I, come, and when I get home, I really commit myself to learning more about racism and knitting. <laughs> I think Wes has made me want to do something that helps people and has definitely made me a more open and observant person. One of the things that West, focus, that West kids focus on a lot more once they join teen group is service. We take a bunch of different trips every year, and the biggest, of the, two, or the biggest two are the trips to New Orleans and El Salvador. I haven't gotten a chance to go to El Salvador, but I have gone to New Orleans um, last spring break. was my third time. For me, New Orleans was like that eye-opening moment when you realize how different another person's life can be. It really puts into perspective the kinds of problems people face and deal with every day. And then you realize it's all happening in your own backyard, and it makes you want to do something about it. New Orleans has made me realize that I want to pursue social change as a career and, helping pe- and to help people who don't have a voice. So thank you to everyone who has helped me make this, make this a reality. Susan, Sean, Patty, Mom, and the rest of the West community. It's really been a great experience for me, and I'm hoping to continue. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm Emma. I'm a senior at Blair. I'll be graduating in a few weeks. As I look around the room, I see faces. I see faces of people who took care of me when I was little. I see faces of people who entrusted me with their children. I see faces that have been proud of me. I see faces that have pushed me to be better, who have helped me grow, who have guided me and taught me. Each beautiful, loving face is a memory. Like when Ellen Kahn taught us in our owl class, and we had to take breaks every five minutes because we just couldn't hold it together. Or when Hugh Taft Morales was sitting on the floor of a classroom with his guitar and teaching us the basics of Buddhism. I remember countless spring and winter festivals clinging to my mother's leg as she tried to direct the chorus. (laughs) Then later, dancing on the stage under majestic banners that read, Love, Hope, Giving, Peace, and Joy. Um, And I remember walking onto the stage with a candle and hearing Peggy say my name. I have a whole history here. There's not, oh. There's not a single part of my life that was not colored by Wes. I've learned to care for people and how to be cared for. I've learned how to be brave. I guess I haven't really learned how to speak in public. I met mothers and fathers and kids who somehow all became mine. I met my best friends here. Uh, So let's go to a metaphor. (laughs) Imagine a kid trying to ride a bike. They're scared. They're not, they have no balance. Their helmet's probably too big for them. But behind is a proud parent or friend or teacher who's holding the back of the seat so they don't fall. Now, I'm the child, and I'm on a bike, and you're all standing behind me. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I know that as I pedal into my future, I'll look behind and I'll see the teary eyes of my proud family here. And I know as I go into that future, oh my goodness. 
that future, I can't take this all with me. I can't bring the double classroom in the back of the car. I can't pack Mary and Peggy with my shoes. But I can't take this place with me. I can take this place where I seeked, sought the highest because that's holy and that's sacred. And I'll take it with me because I'll continue to seek that highest and seek the best in the people I see and the people I meet. So, this is my graduation, right? But what do you say when you graduate from your family? You can't really say goodbye. There's no way that I will ever be able to say how thankful I am for all the love that I've found here. So, thanks. Anyway, <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. Um, hi, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Justin Tapmorales. I am a graduating senior, and I will only be able to be saying that for three more weeks. And I've been part of West since swaddling. The thing about this kind of graduation speech, besides it being my first one, is that I'm not really leaving anywhere. I say this with confidence because I honestly can't foresee a future in which I don't feel supported by and connected to this community. Since the age I was able to have them of my own, my opinions have been respected here. The last time I spoke at Platform, which by the way is arguably one of the coolest things I get to say, I think I'm kind of lucky to be able to talk formally to a community that really wants to hear what I have to say. But, so last time I talked at Platform, afterwards, I believe it was John Dakin, who reminded us that we are eligible to become official members and run for the board. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that, was the that was the first and only time I've ever been encouraged to run for the board of a legitimate establishment. <laughs> and, and I felt incredibly empowered to know that there were real adults that wanted to hear more of my opinions and contributions. It's hard to attribute parts about who I am as a human to a specific place, but I'm pretty sure that a lot about who I am comes from Wes. I mean, sometimes I worry about what, would li what life would be like if I had never been a part of Wes, and I didn't care about people as much as I do. I wouldn't have ever served dinners at Luther Place, or rebuilt homes in New Orleans, or been to El Salvador. My relationship with El Salvador and the town of El Rodeo might be the biggest gift I've ever gotten, and it was given to me by this community. On my first trip to El Rodeo, I found myself suddenly entrusted with this capacity to do so much and encouraged to push my limits in every direction. In doing this, West and ethical culture have begun, ooh, have begun to teach me the meaning of the word solidarity. I've felt so important in my involvement with Global Connections, and I've learned that being important is kind of terrifying. But the leaders, Susan, Sean, Ross, Pam, Peggy, all of you guys, wanted me to have responsibility, and although it was kind of scary, I knew that I always had a whole host of people ready and excited to help me when I needed it. I'm often reminded of how special the place this is. For instance, as most of you know, I recently completed the college application process. I did my first formal interview and talked at length about myself as an ethical humanist and the type of mentality I would like to bring to a college campus. 
It didn't sound very out of the ordinary to me when I said it. I talked about each person having inherent worth and about my experiences with service, aspects about myself whose uniqueness maybe I didn't understand until now. Months after, months after, months after the interview, I visited Hampshire College, and my mom and I bumped in to the admissions counselor who accepted me. I reminded her of my name, and she immediately engaged my mom in a conversation about how cool she found ethical culture to be, and how she wanted that perspective at Hampshire. Driving back from the visit, I thought about how many applications she must read each year, and concluded that my religion is pretty special to me. Filling out college applications pressured me to think a lot about who I am and the type of person I want, the world, I want to show the world that I am. And I'm really proud to say that I'm an ethical humanist, and I get excited whenever I get to tell people that. So, in New Orleans, we stayed at a volunteer camp that was part of a church. Um, and me and Emma talked to this guy who was a college student on a service trip, and he told us about why he was there. Um, and he said he was there to spread God's love through service. And we talked to him for a while because he was a really nice guy, but he never seemed to understand the whole good for good sake thing that we tried to convey. He said that in his life, he had never been able to do good for good sake, and only found himself doing good things to improve his reputation of being a good guy. And while it bothered me that he didn't understand my ideas, it mostly saddened me that he hadn't been able to find what I have here. I feel so good when I do good, because I know that I'm not doing it for anybody, but I'm doing it with other people. The next day in New Orleans, we visited a Unitarian church, and I saw on a wall a familiar quote that I've come to appreciate quite a bit. If you have come here to help me, you're wasting our time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. And that reaffirmed the reason I chose to be in New Orleans in the first place. And it's with that mentality that I will carry wherever I go. So, for all of this, I am so grateful for this community. And I thank my parents for choosing to raise me here. And I thank all of you for helping raise me. And I'd also like to say that I'm really excited about my future as an ethical humanist and excited to see what else I can do and keep doing with the support of this congregation. Thank you, and please enjoy this next song written by Emma Rothman for this platform.